I'm Paul Wiegraf, Director of the Delaware Division of the Arts and your host for today. Joining me remotely today is a female award-winning entrepreneur and international producer and founder of Garnet Girl LLC. Welcome, Lisa G. Black. Oh, thank you, Paul. Great so, to be here. So glad to be chatting with you today, Lisa. Uh, before we got started with the recording, uh, we were chatting a little bit and your, your background, your experience in film and, and production is, is fascinating. And I know you have a, a lot to share with what you're doing in Delaware, uh, both on the Delaware scene, but also with international work. and. Uh, you mentioned the Rehoboth Beach Film Festival. So, so let's uh, go back to your beginning uh, career as a film producer. So, yeah, great. Um, so I decided after 20 years in corporate America, I um, was on the side helping uh, 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 one of my dearest friends from university who uh, is still currently an Oscar-nominated screenwriter. Um, and, you know, being friends with him, was there for him in his career when he was making his first film called First Snow in New Mexico. I would fly out on my vacation and, um, you know, just kind of be there for, for him. And I really got a sense and a taste of physical film production off of, of what he was doing. But somewhere around 2008, um, I was meeting more and more creatives. And uh, I had come from a creative background myself growing up. So I always had this strong affinity to creatives in general. But I have this humongous business background. And I just delight just dawned on me to say, you know what? Let me just jump all in. And uh, being a Delawarean, I created my company here in Delaware called Garnet Girl in 2008. And I kind of just leaped off a bridge <laughs> and jumped all in. And I, you know, it is, has it been easy? Um, no. Um, but has it been rewarding? Yes. For, for 12 years, um, I'm very proud of, of the accomplishments that I've been able to do under my company and for many creatives that I've been working with over 12 years. So roughly about nine feature films that were released worldwide and several things in development and and things like that. So, yeah. Now, as, uh, as an entrepreneur, you've had a couple of your films uh, shown at the Rehoboth Beach Film Festival. Is that correct? Yes, I was absolutely honored and thrilled that so early um was lovely and had uh one of the films called miles which stars molly shannon and missy piles and paul riser and we had that uh a, a couple of years ago and it was wonderful because it sold out um and it was nice to see delawareans coming out and supporting something that now has gone on and you can watch it on uh, amazon or netflix and then uh, a few years later just this past uh 2019 um she honored me again with a film that almost took me 10 years to make called the bird catcher it's a world war ii holocaust survivor um feature film and starring august Steele and Sarah Sophie Bassina. And um, it partake, it was uh, um, in the Jewish Rehoboth Film Festival. So I was honored to actually be a part of both of those festivals. And uh, again, huge support from Delawareans and, and the surrounding uh, folks that attended the festival. So I was quite honored and um, it was a thrill to bring it home here. Yeah. Now for our listeners, 
uh, in watching any film, if you sit through the final scrolling credits, you see all sorts of lists of titles of this, this function and that function. What is the function of the producer in, in the making of a film? Because that, that's the role you play, correct? That's the role I play. And that is such a complex question. Um, I'm a proud member of the Producers Guild of America. And within the PGA, there are several types of producers that they have listed. Um, you might see something called an executive producer. An executive producer is someone that um, gets that credit if they were to bring financing to the, to, to the, to the feature film, or they made a impactful uh, contribution uh, to the film, whether it's maybe they brought a star to it, or maybe they brought um, a distributor, you know, another strategic partner, um, you normally would get an executive producing credit. A, a, a full producer, um, which you would see in the beginning of the titles, and, and um, I was proud to have that title several times. Um, a full producer is somebody that comes on, finds the material, develops the material in its most raw stage. And then from there, like a good CEO, finds partners that um, have strengths and can bring things to the, to the, to the mix and you're building a quilt. Uh, and the hope is to have um, this quilt look beautiful <laughs> at the end of that. So that's the producer that you know, is a part of everything from um, working with the screenwriter, working with the director, attaching talent, finding the financing, finding the distribution partners. And some producers will stay on through physical production, what we call uh, when you're there on the set. And other producers might go away from there. And then they have other producers called post-production producers who see the film through its editing process. Um, and then there's producers like myself who actually, um, and I'm proud of the fact that I was able to really um, sit back and, and, and fall upon some of my um, prior corporate experience. And I really learned the process from development through exhibitions. So um, I'm the kind of producer where they call me the fairy godmother. I'll stay in to the bitter end, <laughs> even if I don't have to, because it's like birthing a baby, right? right. It's um, when you uh, you feel so, you know, blessed and honored, but you, you this is your baby and you wanna make sure that it gets um, seen uh, by the right and touch uh, the right people. Right. So. Now, I, I'm curious, as you speak, it occurs to me, there is so much technology out there at our hands today that uh, allows, uh, the, for lack of a better term, the common person, me, to, to, to make a film, if I know what I'm doing with the technology. But making a film as, as raw cut as it might be from what I would do with my iPhone uh, mm -hmm. to you know, the professional productions that, you know, with all the, the camera work and everything, that, that's one thing to make the film, but then to market the film, the business of the film industry. Talk about that a little bit and the, some of the challenges you face in the, the, the business side of filmmaking. Yeah, so, um, you know, again, that to me is the most important. Many, many creatives and filmmakers, um, God bless them, um, they're so focused on if I just had the money. If I just had the right actor, I could make my film. Uh, instead of thinking, okay, who 
am I making this film for, right? There's one thing to your um, point is, is to say, I want a film and it's going to sit on a shelf and no one's going to see it. No, you want somebody to see your work. But if they just focus on who it is you're making it for you know is it a particular genre are you trying to say something with it um uh, what subgroups are you trying to reach um then uh it becomes easier for a producer and even for that filmmaker to then find the partners earlier on in the process that makes it coming to the world um, easier. So, you know, the, the, the marketing of films should be, uh, and I speak a lot about this, um, at the beginning. Yes, everything starts with the script, right, Paul? But um, to not know who it is that you're doing it for um, is, is, is not the right way to go. You, you want to be able to, to, you know, share your vision and have a plan from the beginning. So um, marketing is, is very important because it, it also involves choosing the partners that you want to come on board. So there are certain sales agents that might not understand this particular genre or the story you're trying to sell. They may not have the expertise of that particular subgroup that you're going for. And some do, and th that will make your decisions a lot easier as, as well. So. Yeah. Is there a particular genre you have an affinity for? Yes, I do. But if you look at my filmography, um, I'm just so passionate about filmmakers that I have been blessed to um, know a lot of emerging filmmakers who have gone on to do some amazing things like win, you know, get Oscar nominated. Um, um, so I'll believe in the filmmaker and the person uh, uh, Sometimes maybe that what their particular genre is not what I inherently love, but I love them and I love the message that they're saying. So personally, I love costume period dramas. I, I do. Uh, I was an English literature major at Boston University and a British uh, literature uh, sub, sub major. And so I think, you know, anything that has to do with Jane Austen or <laughs> the Bronte sisters, um, you know, Outlander and um, Sense and Sensibility, uh, you know, those are the kinds of films that, that I watch. Um, um, I would say The Birdcatcher, my last film, uh, is definitely a period costume drama, 19, you know, World War II, 1940s, set in Norway. I filmed it in Norway. So I was kind of geeking out on the fact that the production, you know, designer was spot on with, with what she did and our costume designer, Eros, and hair and makeup, amazing. So um, that was my first period piece that I got to do, uh, The Birdcatcher. Um, but I tend to love those as me, but, but to add long-winded way of answering your question, I think it, for me, it's about the script, it's about the filmmaker, what they want to say. Um, if you actually look at the bulk of my filmography thus far, it, it really has been LGBTQ focused. And that is because I had the great honor of working with a young filmmaker producer, Ash Christian, who we just lost um, a month ago at age 35. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was a tough one during yeah. this pandemic to yeah. lose him. Yeah. yeah. Well, I want to continue uh, talking about your career and film here in Delaware, but let me first remind our listeners 
that you are tuned into Delaware State of the Arts here on News Radio 1450 WILM and 1410 WDOV. Joining me today is Lisa G. Black, the founder of Garnet Girl LLC, uh, award-winning entrepreneur and international producer. Lisa, uh, as an international producer, what kinds of connections do you, uh, what, what does that mean? How do you, based here in Delaware, reach out to the international film community to do what you do? Being in Delaware is a huge advantage. And I have to say many, many, many times I am asked questions all over the world. It's like, first of all, where's Delaware? And they're like, is that that state between New York and DC? And I think, um, with our current um, situation, I think Delaware is definitely becoming more on the map, um, yay. Um, but um, it is easier because I've been blessed with going to what we call a lot of the film markets, Cannes, uh, Berlin Alley, European film market. Um, I've been going to those markets uh, since 2007, even before I formed Garnet Girl. And I was really, you know, um, networked and, and got to meet a lot of, of film commissioners and economic development officers from their government-run programs and uh, really kind of fell in love with the Nordic and Scandinavian countries and over the years have been um, very instrumental in working with them, shaping their tax credits, and then also speaking about how Delaware could be uh, a fit for European or, or Nordic filmmakers to come here to Delaware to film and possibly even start a company and, and take advantage of some of the resources not only Delaware has, but our surrounding states uh, as well. So um, it's easy because you do everything on the phone. Um, and the only disappointing thing is, you know, I'm used to being on the road. So um, having this very uncertain time with the pandemic has certainly locked down from seeing uh, our, our, our colleagues and, and um, getting business done that way. So it's a lot of Zoom meetings. It's a lot of time on the phone. Um, so I start my day at 4 a.m. And um, I finish around 7 or 8 um, Eastern Standard Time. And, and uh, it's a long day. It's a long day. And, uh, but uh, I do miss um, going to markets and interacting uh, with with my colleagues. And I know we talk a lot about the fact that we can't wait for um, some kind of uh, green light or, 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 or vaccine to, 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 you know, so we're able to, to interact. Because, you know, phone is one thing, Paul, but as we all know, in any business, in any industry, you can't take away from the one-on-one. -on -one. I mean, this is nice and, and it's nice speaking with you on Zoom, but when you're physically, you know, in front of somebody, I, I think um, that is super helpful in, in building strong relationships that you may not use them for what particular project, but when you build that kind of relationship and you build a network up, as I have, there are times when you can call people up, maybe not even for your own projects, but for somebody else's project. That's where I get the grill joy, is connecting the dots, yeah. even if there's no skin in the game for me. You know, it's to know that this, the beauty of the arts, that's what makes humanity. And um, 
we, there is no content really going on right now. And, and we need content and we need, people need to feel connected um, through the arts and it's super important. We were talking off air about uh, Delaware as a, uh, a, a, a venue, a location for uh, a thriving film industry. Talk about the assets that Delaware has and what would, what conditions would be needed for Delaware to become that uh, mecca of uh, film production? Because I mean, I know there have been efforts in the past to try yeah. and you know build a, a thriving film industry in Delaware. Yep. So um, I, I I've been in Delaware since two thousand and three, and um, fell in love with this state. Uh, I actually grew up in New Jersey, lived in Boston, San Francisco, and as you know now, said travel internationally all the time. Um, so Delaware's special. Um, I think. Um, what makes it special is the fact that we are geographically located um, to major airports, you know, major train uh, thoroughfare through the 95 corridor and Amtrak, um, you know, nestled between Pennsylvania, Delaware, uh, Washington, DC, New Jersey, and close proximity to New York. Um, it just makes for the right recipe to attract um, international productions. I mean, we have beaches, we have the beauty of historic Newcastle, we have Dover, we have the rolling hills, which is like not too far from my home here, of Winterthur and Greenville that looks like Yorkshire, the UK. We could have tons of the crown should have came here. Um, so, but we also have people and people who, you know, for me, watching, having been a Delawarean now close to 20 years, I've watched the, the economic uh, sectors shift. You know, we had Chrysler and the boxwood plant and manufacturing, and now we're shifting because, you know, we no longer have those. But those skill sets of those electricians, the machinists, they can all be retrained within IATSE, which is our, the union, uh, as skilled labor within the entertainment and film industry. I mean, New York, state of New York, it wasn't all that long ago that they did not have the infrastructure that they currently now have through the blessings of, of Governor Cuomo and um, the mayor of New York City and the outlying boroughs. And think about what they've been able to do. They, they, they you know, it's an $845 million industry bringing tons of jobs, thousands of jobs uh, in, into the state. And I, and I just feel like we have so much land here. Um, I constantly am trying to, to work with um, some of the executives at Pinewood Studios. They have a studio in Atlanta. They have a studio in Toronto. They do not have a studio in the Northeast. Mm -hmm. I think they should bring one here. Um, we have the space to do it. We have the people to do it. And we have the creative, uh, and the business sense to do it. Um, so I was the former co-chair of the Delaware Film Board. We had some traction under Governor Markell, had signed this initiative where we had a, a group of, of uh, lovely folks from all over the state getting together and trying to figure out how we could best go forward um, with a 
dedicated film office, but it, it, it really, you know, it has not really turned into fruition. What needs to be happening is similar to our surrounding brethren, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, New Mexico, Atlanta. We have to have a dedicated infrastructure that is through the budget, mm -hmm. uh, that, is, that is official within the state. Mm -hmm. And with that will come a lot more opportunity. There have been plenty of productions that have asked to come here from major feature films that have gone on to win Palme d'Ors at Cannes to um, television series that you could watch on Showtime and HBO um, that almost came here, but when end up going other places. The other good part I do want to mention is that the unions, um, Delaware does fall between the two unions, 52 in New York and 489 out of Baltimore. So, um, yeah. you know, but it, it's always ancillary revenue stream as well when you have a production that comes here. And there have been some, right? I mean, many years ago we had um, Dead Poets, but that was a long time ago. Yeah. I do know that M. Night Shyamalan has come down and sneaked into northern Greenville, mm -hmm. um, but it wasn't, it could be more. Yeah. And, I, and uh, I'm passionate about that. So internationally, they want to come here. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I, I'll give you another example. So international filmmakers, unlike American filmmakers, they are supported by their governments. There are grants that they're, they're able to be granted. So they have development money, meaning the money to put together a film before you actually go into production. So very easily they could come here, um, set up shop, and, and we, can, we can have a thriving uh, film industry if we just had the right pieces come together. But I'm still hopeful. Yeah. I'll yeah. still work for it. I, I'm, feel a Del I'm a Delawarean now. I mean, I raised two daughters here, graduated uh, Cab Calloway School of the Arts, mm -hmm. and uh, they um, are in, in university. One just graduated from Emerson College, also wants to, you know, pursue the, the, the writing. So yeah, I'm, uh, I'm hopeful. So. That's great. Well, yeah. on that note, Lisa, I'm afraid we have to sign off and we didn't even get to talk to uh, the topic of how you're coping with COVID and the projects you're working on. So we'll have to follow up with this again uh, in the future. Lisa G. Black, uh, founder of Garnet Girl LLC, award-winning entrepreneur and international producer. It's been great chatting with you today. Thank you so much. Thanks, Paul.